0: You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. But tonight we're starting a brand new series. Somebody say, New series. We're kicking off a brand new series entitled In My Feelings. In my feelings. Yes. Look to your neighbors. and say, I'm in my feelings. Um, and uh, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be doing over the next uh, month is we're going to be taking some time looking at our emotions. And we're going to be talking about how to biblically walk through life with emotions. How many of y'all just love having emotions? Um. Let me know if you're an emotional person. Come on, don't be shy. This is church. We don't have to, we don't have to hide. Raise your hand if you're a little bit of an emotional person. We got some, we got some emotional people in the house. Um, you know, if, if you were to ask me that question like three to four years ago, if my youth pastor was to ask me that question that I just asked you, where are all my emotional people at? I probably would not have raised my hand. Um, And I probably wouldn't have uh, raised my hand because for the majority of my life, um, people described me as chill. Have you ever heard somebody describe somebody as chill? Like, Dude, you're so chill. (laughs) Well, um, I got that a lot. I got that a lot growing up. Jackson, you're so chill. Jackson's chill. He's so mellow. You ever heard that one? Mellow. Jackson, I've never seen Jackson ever get mad, ever, or sad, or cry. He's just so chill. Uh, I got that a lot growing up. I'm chill. And you know what? I kind of liked being called chill because it made me feel like, yeah, I'm chill. Like nothing bothers me. I'm like super emotionally mature. That's what it made me feel like. Like I got a, I got a good handle on everything. I'm pretty emotionally mature. But Um, I quickly realized when I got married to my beautiful, amazing, stunning wife, Haley, uh, that I'm actually a very emotional person. Because uh, Haley has this, like, superpower where she can just, like, stare straight through my eyes, like, deep into my core, like, deep into the soul of who I am. She can just do that. Yeah, every girl can do that. That's what Braden said. Well, especially if they're your wife, they can. And um, so very quickly, you know, we get married, and I quickly realized something about myself, that I'm not as chill as I thought. I, I realized that I'm actually a really emotional person, just trapped outside of, trapped inside this, like, hard, chill shell. And uh, what, I, what I realized, I, what I, you know, I can't tell you how many conversations we had where um, maybe she did something that upset me. And Haley would come up to me, and she'd be like, hey, you're upset right now. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm chill. She'd be like, no, you're upset because I did something. And you know it's okay to be upset, right? I was like, no, I'm not upset. I'm fine. And she'd be like, no, you're upset because I did something, and that's okay. I'd be like, Psh, whatever, you were perfect. You didn't do anything to me. And then, she's, and then she just keeps pushing at me. She's like, Jackson. And I'm like, you're right. You said this thing and it made me so upset and it hurt my feelings. And, you know, here's what I want to say with all this. Uh, New Song students, uh, in this series where we're talking about in my feelings, in my emotions, first thing we got to nail down is that, number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Everyone is emotional. Somebody say amen. I'll say it again. Because I didn't get this growing up. I thought I was too chill. But here. Even for my chill people in the house, everyone, somebody say everyone. everyone, everyone is emotional. I don't care, I don't care how loud you are, I don't care how quiet you are, you may be really sensitive, you may, you may be like me and you think you're chill, you're tough, you know, it's those tough people that you really got to look out for, they're the real sensitive ones. Uh, I don't care who you are in this room, everyone has emotions. Say, everyone has emotions. That's right. You're an emotional being. And I think it's really important to know that about yourself and to know that about others, because I think sometimes we get surprised when people have emotions in front of us, right? Like, have you ever been in a public space and somebody shows a little bit of emotion that's like not normal. Like maybe they cry in public or they get a little angry and we get surprised by the fact that they have emotions, right? Yeah. Which is crazy because we all feel those things, right? And so I think before we get anywhere in this series, we gotta first just lay the foundation of the fact that you, somebody say you, you are an emotional person. Which means everything we're gonna be talking about all throughout this series applies to you in some point or another. second thing, Uh, that we need to know about emotions is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Emotions are good. Emotions are good. They're not necessarily comfortable. They're not necessarily fun, but emotions are good, and here's why. It's because you and I, we were actually created by an emotional God. Now, this whole series, I, I think I talked about this with you guys. This whole series was kind of birthed out of this message that I got to teach on the weekend a couple of weeks ago. We're in the Fruits of the Spirit series. You guys have been enjoying this series? Man, it's been so good. Um, well, a couple weeks ago, I shared the message on joy. And I talked about how joy is an emotion that we feel, right? And, um, and it's important to know that it's uh, an emotion we feel because we can't make ourselves feel a certain emotion, right? But God wants us to feel joy. And so the one of the reasons... One of the ways that we can experience that is by understanding that God experiences that joy too. You know, the Bible says that we are created in the likeness of God. And so that means there are things that we have inside of us, and the reason why they're in there is because God also has those things. And um, God is an emotional God. He experiences the emotions we feel, like happiness and joy. He experiences anger. He experiences heartbreak. And so knowing this about God helps us to kind of understand how we can walk them out in our lives. Uh, There's this quote that I love. Um, I found this the other day. It's by these two authors that wrote a book on emotions and and walking them through biblically. Here's what it says. It says, Emotions are a good gift from God. Somebody say they're a a good gift. Emotions are a good gift from God. He is the one who created us to be feeling creatures. Our wise Creator embedded emotions in our humanity to serve a useful purpose in our lives. Check this out. This is really cool. I really want you to get this. Lean in with me for a second. Listen to this quote: Just as our minds enable us to think, um, so our or just as our minds enable us to think, and our will enables us to choose. Check this out. Our emotions enable us to respond. So just as our, our mind helps us to think. And our will, the thing that we use to choose things, helps us to choose our emotions, actually help us to respond to the world that we live in. And so how many of you know, if we walk around in this world and we're constantly trying to push our emotions deep down into our heart because they're uncomfortable and sometimes they're messy and sometimes they make other people uncomfortable, how many of you know, if we push those way deep down, they've got to come out somewhere. And so it's important that we learn how to biblically walk out these emotions emotions are good you know the bible is filled to the brim with emotions have you ever read the book of psalm before yeah. psalms is dramatic y'all <laughs> david is dramatic in the book of psalms he's very emotional i hope that that right there tells us that we have a little bit of freedom to feel the emotions we feel you know jesus experienced emotions how many of you know jesus was human and he was the perfect human And he didn't perfectly walk out humanity by shoving all of his emotions down and pretending that he was okay all of the time, right? Jesus experienced really extreme emotions at times. And so we need to understand that emotions aren't bad. You know, when you feel those uh, anger, when you feel sadness, all these things that aren't necessarily fun, we don't have to just avoid them because they're not fun. They're good. But the third thing we got to know about emotions is this. Check this out. Emotions are good dot, 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 when they're submitted. Emotions are good when they're submitted. Here's what I mean by that. It's kind of like this song that we sing. Um, We've sang it before here at New Song Students, Be the Lord of My Emotions. I've talked about that here before. You know, we don't, emotions are good, but if we let those be our Lord, if we let how we feel dictate how we walk, how many of you know that's going to lead us down a path we don't necessarily want to go So we need to learn how to walk with our emotions when they're submitted to God. Here here are a couple things about emotions. Emotions are bad when we live in them. Write that down if you're taking notes. Emotions are bad when we live in them. Um, Here's what I mean by that. Have you ever, maybe you've been this person, have you ever met somebody and they're always, every single time you're around them, they're feeling the same exact emotion. Like they're always angry. Or they're always upset. Or they're always sad. You know, it's okay to feel things. But when we choose to stay in our emotions, that's when emotions are bad. And emotions can also be bad. One, check this out. We live apart from them. And when we live apart from them, what does that mean? That just means we're pretending like they don't exist, right? It's like the the purple elephant in the room that everybody's trying to pretend is not there when it's clearly there. When we choose to live apart from our emotions... That's hurtful to us. That's bad. And so tonight, we're kicking off this series all on emotions, all on feelings. And, uh, and it's important to know that oh, everybody's emotional. Emotions are good and that uh, our emotions are good ultimately when they're submitted. But tonight, uh, we're going to be looking at an emotion that is really, really fun to talk about. <laughs> and it's one that I'm sure all of us love to feel at some point or another. And I hope, you, I hope you hear my sarcasm in this. Tonight we're going to be talking about anger. Somebody say anger. Who loves to feel angry? Nobody loves to feel angry. angry being, feeling angry is terrible. It's the worst. And I've got a scripture that I'm going to read to you. And uh, this is kind of going to lay the foundation for the rest of this message and small groups tonight. And it's found in Matthew chapter 5. Now this is where the Sermon of the Mount is. And so this is Jesus talking. You know, when you're, when you're in your Bible and it says, it has red letters in it, that means this is important. You need to listen up. This is what Jesus says. He says, so if you're offer, you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you're at a worship service, If you're hanging out with Jesus, if you're having your quiet time and you realize that there's some beef between you and somebody else, maybe there's some anger in your heart, maybe you know somebody is angry with you, he's saying, before you even continue in worship or in your quiet time, go. What do we do? Check this out. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come back and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accusers while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and then the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you've paid the last penny. Okay, what in the world? Well, we're gonna to get to that in a second. Uh, I wanna spend a few minutes tonight looking at the emotion that we all have experienced before of anger. But before I do, let's pray. You guys wanna bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Father God, I just thank you so much for tonight, Lord, and I thank you so much for meeting us in worship, God. You are so good. Your word says that when you're invited in, you're faithful to show up. You're faithful to move on our behalf, and we thank you, God, for showing up tonight in, in, a, in worship, and right now, as we get into this word, God, I pray that you would just open up our hearts. Lord, anger is not a fun thing to walk through. It's not a fun thing to feel. Um But Father God, you have a perfect will and a perfect way on how to walk us through that. And so I pray that you would help every single student, every single person in this room, Holy Spirit, to to, uh, give us the direction and how to walk out the anger that we might experience in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Okay, well, I think uh, before we get anywhere when it comes to anger, we gotta first define what in the world is anger. If you're taking notes, write this down. Here's the definition of anger. Anger is an emotion characterized by antagonism towards someone or something that you feel has deliberately done you wrong. They've done you dirty. Anger is an emotion that rises up in us. You've probably felt it before when somebody has deliberately or something has deliberately done you wrong. Anger is that feeling that rises up when you're in line and some random stranger comes, comes up and cuts you. Has that, has that ever made you angry before? Uh, any, anybody driving yet? Where are my drivers at? Uh, anger is that thing that rises up when somebody honks at you. I don't know why, but honking is not a very offensive sound, but for some reason, a honk is like the most offensive thing to me. Like, why did you just honk at me? The light's been green for literally a millisecond. Calm down. Anger is that thing that rises up when something is done to us, when we feel like we're the victim. Now, uh, I don't get angry a whole lot, but I'm a human. I'm not perfect. So I have been angry before. Shocker. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a couple. Uh, I was thinking about a story recently where I got angry. It doesn't really have anything to do with the message. I just thought I'd share it with you. Is that okay? Um, so this is, this is, this is a great story. Uh, this is about a month ago. And, um, it was one of those, one of those times where I got so, honestly, y'all, I got so angry. I got so upset that like afterwards I was like, whew, I got to simmer down. I am about to, I'm about to do something that is unholy. Simmer down, Jackson. So it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Haley and I were at the house. And uh, I don't know what Haley was doing. Uh, she was in the other room. And I had our sweet little baby girl, Marlo, on our bed. And uh, I don't know, we're probably having a photo shoot because I've just got literally 100,000 photos of her on my phone. So she's on my bed just being as cute as can be. And uh, we're hanging out. And I realized Ash, my dog, which how many of you have ever met my dog, Ash, before? Uh, Ash is crazy. He, now, I do love him. He's like my dog. Like, he's my best friend. Because dogs are a man's best friend. Besides Haley. So, uh, I, love, I love Ash. He's amazing. He's this really goofy, white Australian shepherd. Full of energy, and he's deaf. Um, which makes life really interesting. Um, but, he had been outside for a really long time. And so, I was like, okay, I need to go let him in. So, He's got a lot of weird quirks. If you've know, if you ever been around Ash, he's a very quirky dog. And uh, one of his quirks is that he, for some reason, always feels like his feet are going to get wiped and so he doesn't want to come inside. Now, if you have dogs, you know that when it rains and it gets muddy, they just track a bunch of mud into your house and it's a mess. Has that ever happened to you guys before? So what do you do? You have the towel by the back door and when they come in, you grab them and you wipe their paws. Well, he hates getting his feet wiped, and uh, so much so that even when it hasn't rained in days, if he sees a towel anywhere in the house, he's not coming inside, so I have the door wide open, I have the door wide open to our our backyard, and Ash is standing there just looking at me, and he's like, I ain't coming in, and I'm like, dude, you're coming in, and he's like, I ain't coming in, and I've got treats scattered all throughout the living room, and he's like, nope that ain't going to work. And I was like, dude, I need you to come in. I'm letting flies in the house. Like I was doing the whole dad thing. Like I'm not made of money. My AC's running right now. And um, (laughs) so I'm trying to get him in. And I was like, okay, here, I got an idea. I'm just going to start running around the living room. That'll definitely get him in because he loves to chase me. So I just start running around the living room. And then sure enough, Ash was like, "Oh, oh, sweet. It's time to play. So He runs in, and then he catches the zoomies. Have you ever seen a dog catch the zoomies before? What does it mean when the dog catches the zoomies? It means, you know, they've got that crazy look in their eyes, and they're running so fast, their butt is kind of scooting across the ground, and then their tongue is just coming out the side. Like, that's what he looked like. He caught the zoomies, came inside, and he's just going crazy. And while he's going crazy, uh, I quickly realize he's sprinting down the hallway towards our bedroom. And I know the second he does this, he's, he's gonna jump on the bed. So, uh, yeah, whew. So I start sprinting behind him because I'm like, I swear, if you touch my baby girl. <laughs> so I come in, like I'm running behind him and I get right to the, to the door of our bedroom, like just in the nick of time. And I find Ash in midair, over my bed, over Marlo, like inches away from her. And so he lands on the bed. And I honestly don't know if he hit her, but I think he just kind of bumped her a little bit. He did something enough to scare her. And so she starts bawling. And y'all, I almost killed this dog. I'm not joking. And I love my dog. But like in this moment, I just, something rose up in me and like, I literally forgot what happened. All I know is Ash was out in the back door in like five seconds. Like y'all, I was so angry. And I remember Haley being like, I've never seen you that angry before. And I was like, it must be a new dad thing. But anyway, anger is a powerful thing. How many of you know anger is a powerful thing? Like it, it's this thing that definitely at times can feel like is out of our control it can feel like almost like a soda bottle that you shake up really, really hard and it's like going to explode at some point, like anger is this powerful thing that rises up in us, and it's something that we all feel at times, but it's something that we have to deal with right something that we have to learn to walk through as believers. God has the perfect way to walk through it, um, but there's two things that happen uh when anger starts to rise up in our hearts. Uh, And these two things are really important for us to know uh, when it comes to anger. First thing is this. This is one that most of us know. Anger can be expressed. Write that down if you're taking notes. Anger can be expressed. And uh, I think this is kind of what we normally think of when we think of anger, right? Like an outward expression of anger. It's like you raising your voice or punching a wall, Anybody ever punched a hole in their bedroom wall before? Uh, anger, anger can sometimes look like it's expressed outwardly. In fact, there's a passage in the Bible where a guy, you've probably heard this before, uh, he expresses his anger outwardly. He, this anger rises up in him and he just, rah! I want to read it to you real quick, okay? Um, it's where Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. And he's in the garden and the guards are getting ready to arrest him. You guys familiar with this? part in the story. Here's here's what happens. It says, Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? He said. And Jesus of Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Judas who betrayed him was standing with them. As Jesus, check this out, this is dope. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. So Jesus just says, I am he. And all these Jews just... It's pretty cool, right? They all just fall to the ground. Once more, he asked them. And then when they're on the ground, he's like, who are you looking for? Jesus is cool. Who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus, the Nazarene. I told you, I am he. I'm just kidding. It doesn't happen a second time. Jesus said, and bless you. (laughs) And Jesus said, since I am the one you want, Let these others go. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you had given to me. Check this out. This is where that anger starts to rise up. This is is kind of funny. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus. So Peter just got angry, just whipped out his pocket knife, cut this dude's ear off. But Jesus said, hold on, let me flip my page. Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? This story is funny to me because like Peter, he gets all worked up. He's like, yo, these dudes are picking on my boy Jesus as if Jesus needs any help, right? Like did Peter not just see Jesus knock these dudes downs, these dudes down with I am he, right? But Peter's like, I got to do something about this. So he starts to feel this anger rise up in him, right? Yeah. And he does something about it and, and he cuts this dude's ear off. And you know, uh, Peter in this moment, he expresses this anger that was rising up in him in an outward way. How many of you know, this is kind of what we most, most of us think of when we think of anger, right? We think of anger as this outward expression. It's this thing that I do when I raise my voice or when I slam a door, or when I say a cuss word, or when I talk back to my parents, or when I hit somebody, right? And if we only think of anger in this way, this way of outward expression, then a lot of us could probably say, well, maybe I don't deal with anger then. Because I don't remember the last time I punched a wall. Or I don't remember the last time I cussed somebody out or slammed a door. And sometimes we can think, well, I don't deal with anger because I don't express it outwardly. But here's what I want you to know tonight. Anger can be expressed, but in the same way that anger can be expressed, write this down, anger can be suppressed. Good. Good. Anger anger can look really, really messy and nasty when it's expressed. But I would, I would beg to argue even more than that, anger being suppressed can be even more messy. You know, one time I was talking with my brother last year. And uh, he was telling me about this time. He lives in Tulsa. And he went to go see a chiropractor in Tulsa because his back just kept hurting for a while. And he was like, I just, like, I'm fit. Like, I work out. Like, I take care of my body. And I don't understand why, like, my back hurts so bad. And I've been seeing this chiropractor. He, he was seeing a chiropractor. Anybody ever seen a chiropractor before? Those guys are dope, Okay. I used to not believe in that stuff, and now I see one, and he's awesome. Um, but my brother is seeing this chiropractor, and like he's getting adjusted. And this problem, this issue is just not getting fixed. It's not getting resolved. And um, one of the cool things that, about chiropractors that is really interesting is the way they study the body, the way they have a certain type of knowledge about the body is they know things um, so well that they can like analyze your, your bones and your muscles and the tension in your body. And your body is actually telling you a lot about yourself to these people. And they can actually see like emotional things happening in your body because of certain type of tensions and pressures that are just building up in your body over time. And so I remember my brother calling me and saying, dude, this is crazy. But my chiropractor basically just had a, like a counseling session with me <laughs> because he said, hey, dude, you keep coming back with this same problem. And uh, I don't think I can fix it with adjustment. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And his chiropractor just looks at him and says, I think you're angry. Wow. And my brother was like, what? He's like, yeah, I think, I think the reason why this thing is not going away. And by the way, this chiropractor was a believer, which is even more cool. So it could have been the whole Holy Spirit thing. But the, the chiropractor's like, yeah, man, I, I don't think adjusting this is going to ever fix it. I think, you, I think you're like stewing on something. I think you're angry about something and you've just been holding on to it and it's starting to show up in your physical body. How crazy is that? And so my brother, you know, he ends up going home and kind of doing some heart check stuff and figuring out, yeah, I actually was angry about something and I had harnessed this anger, this is something that happened a long time ago, never dealt with it, and it started to find its way out in any way it could and it came out through a physical pain. How crazy is that? So this is what I want us to see tonight, New Song students. Anger, when it rises up, it's a powerful thing, and it has to come out somehow. And it's either going to come out expressed, and we're going to let it express itself in a powerful way, maybe with our words, maybe with our actions, and maybe we'll regret it later. Or we're going to do our very best to suppress it. But either way, that's not the way God's called us to deal with anger. And so maybe you're here tonight, and maybe you aren't a person that you don't really express anger a whole lot outwardly, I would, I would encourage you tonight and maybe for the next week to maybe take some time to think about, am, am I angry about anything that I've shoved deep down in my heart that I've, maybe I've forgotten about? Because all of us deal with anger. Somebody say all of, all of us. Every single one of us deals with anger. So what do we do with it? We know what it is. It's a feeling that rises up when somebody's done us wrong. We know what it looks like. It can be expressed. It can be suppressed deep down in us. But what do we do? Well, the Bible says this in Ephesians 4.26. It says, be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. I think this is pretty cool. Check out what this verse says. It says, be angry. (laughs) Like, let that sink in for a second. That verse says, be angry. That verse doesn't say, don't be angry. Everything's fine. Oh, yeah, and don't sin. No, that verse says it's okay if you experience anger. This verse is literally assuming at one point or another, you and I are going to experience the feeling, the emotion of anger. So what do we do when it happens? Well, the first thing uh, that it can do is we need to know that anger can lead to sin. Anger can lead to sin. It's going to lead to something, and it can lead to sin. And I think we all understand this. Anger can lead to us doing things that we didn't mean to do. It can, mean, it can lead us to say things we didn't mean to say, to hurt people that we didn't mean to hurt. It can lead us to sin. And sin, what is that? It's missing the mark, right? And the Bible says that anger is not a sin, but it can lead us to sin, right? So what do we do when we feel anger? Well, you know, Jesus is, Jesus was a person who experienced anger. God is a person who experiences anger, and he didn't sin. So what does he do? Well, the Bible tells us that anger can lead to justice. Write that down. Anger can lead to justice. And Jay, can you put the music on as we get ready to close? Um, Anger is an opportunity for us to make something good out of what was wrong. I want to read that verse again that we opened up with. Jesus talking about how, so if you are offering yourself a gift at the altar, you're offering a, a gift to God at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. I think this is crazy. God is literally saying, hey, before you even come and spend time with me, before you even go to New Song students and worship your heart out, before you even go into that small group and open up about something that's going on in your life, if you recognize that there's anger in your heart or that there's anger in your life, I'd rather you go and reconcile that and make that right before you come and meet with me. I don't know about you, but that shows us something. God cares a lot about what we do with our anger. God cares a lot about how we deal with our anger. And, you know, I think sometimes many of us have the right to feel angry because maybe you're in this room, you know, sometimes we get angry and we're just wrong. Have you ever been angry and you were just wrong? Like you just didn't have the right to be angry. It's okay to feel that way, but ultimately, you know, we got to get over it, right? But there are times in your lives where you may feel angry and you have the right to feel angry. Like you actually were the victim of something. Can I tell you, it's okay to feel that anger, but it's not okay to stay there. You know, when we look at Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, when I see him, you know, on the cross, he actually had a right to be angry, right? He was actually a victim of something, but he didn't get angry, right? He didn't get angry. He went to the cross because he knew there was something better for for us, and that through that cross, it was going to be something that would make a way for you and I to know him. It wasn't, it wasn't, he had a reason to be angry. He was a victim on that cross, but he didn't let that drive him. He gave uh, up his life for us so that we could follow in his footsteps, and the Bible says that when we recognize anger is in our hearts, that we need to confront it, that we need to find that person, and we need to, to figure out how we can if at all possible, walk in peace with that person. And so, you know, maybe you're here tonight and anger is, maybe you don't think you struggle with anger. Maybe you don't think that you struggle with anger because you don't outwardly express it. But maybe you're like my brother in that story and there's anger, it's just really deep in your heart. Wherever you find yourself tonight, I think God says a lot about anger. He says we need to be slow to anger. We need to not sin in our anger, but ultimately When we recognize anger is in our heart, we need to do something about it. We need to invite the Holy Spirit in and help us see justice happen in that area of our life. And so right now I want to invite us to bow our heads and to close our eyes before we go into small groups. And you know, anger is not a fun emotion to feel. It's definitely not a fun emotion to admit that we experience but it exists and maybe right now you're here tonight and it exists in your heart it exists and and maybe you have a really great reason to to feel that way but here's what the enemy wants to do he wants to get you to hold on to that reason and say yeah yeah feel angry stay angry that person that did that thing to you you deserve to feel that anger And I believe the Holy Spirit is encouraging some of us tonight to step out, to not live in that anger, to ask the Holy Spirit to say, hey, how can justice be made in this? How can I walk away uh, from what I'm focusing on right now and, and go confront that person or go confront that thing that's causing me to have this feeling rise up in me? And how can I see God's justice be made perfect in that area of my life? Father God, I thank you so much that you didn't create us to be robots, that you didn't create us to pretend that we don't feel emotions in life, but that you created us as emotional beings, God. And I pray that tonight, as we continue to walk into small groups and and dive into what it looks like to walk through anger and also follow you, God, I pray that you would show us in our hearts any anger that might be there that you want to deal with, any anger that might be down there that we've left un- uncovered and and we've tried to pretend that it's not there, Holy Spirit, would you reveal that to us so that we can do something about it? And ultimately, God, so that we can see you move. I thank you for, for using us, God. I thank you for being in this place and meeting us right where we are. We love you, God. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.